Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. God is good? Can you all hear me all right? How come I'm louder than all of you put together? Come on, you can do better than that. Let's start again. God is good. That's better. Excellent. So, thank you again, my brother and sister and friends. Thank you that we're on this journey of ministry together, learning, sharing from each other. And uh, it's a privilege to come and share God's word here again. So, I'm sure... We will be seeing each other more and more as we continue this journey. So, I was asked to share, come and speak on the radio briefly this morning on prayer. And I was sent a survey, and uh, this is, is, this, these are some snippets of the survey. It says, one in two adults, that's about 51% in the UK pray, according to the new nationwide poll of just a little over 2,000 adults. And among those who pray, over half say that they are most likely to pray in a crisis. Anybody here, you pray in a crisis? <laughs> Help me, Lord. <laughs> yes. Uh, we all, we, crisis is a good time to pray, but it's good to pray not only in a crisis, but when we are in a crisis, it's a good time to call on the Lord. And then he also says that about 71% of those of the 27 million in the in the UK pray and thank God that is good isn't it so out of those who pray many give thanks to God and uh, they pray for family sorry they pray for family 71 and those who give thanks are 42 and it continues to break down in different ways i understand it's in the guardian newspaper anyway but this tells us that somehow we were all built to pray um, children learn how to pray in different ways right through our, our growing up. And we pray in different ways as we walk with the Lord. And in this Daniel fast, our theme is teach us to pray. As I've been praying, asking the Holy Spirit, there were a number of things bubbling in my spirit to share here. But this is what stood out for me. So this is what I'm going to be sharing here today. And it's a subject that is very close to my heart. So let us look at Ephesians 6. And I, I want to look at some four headings as I put in my notes here. So just bear with me to bring my notes up and then we would continue. Yeah. So I want to look at the confidence we have in Christ, the conditions we need to fulfill, the conflict we're engaged in, and the complete kit we need to wear. Did you get that? So, so that maybe you don't try and follow everything I say by trying to write. I'll, I'll, I'll make the notes available and the, you can use it however you want it. Okay, so the confidence we have in Christ is in verse 10. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Somebody say with me, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So, 
uh, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is saying to us that for as long as we are clothed in Christ, we can stand. And he says our confidence should be that by his grace, we can be strong in the Lord. The scriptures will never ask us to do anything or be anything if it was not possible in Christ. So he's saying be strong because it is possible to be strong. So our confidence is in who we have come to know and we have our, our worship of him helps us to remember that we are connected to the Godhead fully. So finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'll come back to this point as I, as I move along. So my next point, as I just briefly introduce it, is the conditions we need to fulfill. In verse 11, the first part of verse 11 and verse 13, it says a similar thing. Put on the full armor of God. What did he say? Put on the what? The full armor. The full armor. So the first part of verse 11 and the first part of verse 13 says a similar thing. Verse 13 says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand. The verse 11, funny enough, talks about something slightly different. And 13, also slightly different. So, in the 11, he says, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. Somebody say the schemes of the devil. And then the verse 13 says, therefore put on the full armor of God so that you can be able to stand your ground when the evil day comes. He says you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to remain standing. So we've got confidence in Christ. The conditions we need to fulfill is to be fully clothed. And then we are reminded of the conflict we're engaged in. How many of you realize that it's easy to forget that we are actually in a spiritual battle? Can you, can you, it's, it's true, isn't it? We can easily forget that. Because we're very much in touch with the tangible world, the natural realm, that we forget that there is actually a real supernatural spiritual realm. And we are, we are reminded that when we have conflict, when we have misunderstandings, when we have disagreements, we shouldn't focus on humans. When things are not quite right, look beyond the natural. Look beyond the natural. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of the evil, of evil in the heavenly realms. And because our conflict is not natural, but spiritual, we're reminded that we must, have, we must remain confident in Christ. When you read this passage, you could almost over-focus on the enemy. Actually, that's the wrong way to focus on it. The verse 10 is a bold opening statement. Be strong, in the Lord. Why not slap somebody high five and say, be strong in the Lord. Let, let, let's, let's try that again. As I slap them high five and say, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord 
He says, and in the power of his might. Are we together? Whose might? His might. So it is possible for the church corporately to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And once that is a truth, actually. He makes that statement as a truth. Be strong in the Lord because you have the capacity to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So our confidence is in what we can stand in and who we have become in Christ. Our confidence is in who we have become in Christ. But we are reminded that for us to ex- experience the strength and the might of the Lord, then we need to do some things to make sure we are fully clothed. And as I was meditating in this, I realized how we can easily be vulnerable. Because he says, put on the full armor. Every part of the armor is important. Because wherever, whatever part of the armor is not in place, we are vulnerable in that area. And I like to describe it as from head to toe. I know it starts from the belt of truth, but I'll just go from head to toe. And some of you would know it from the top of your head. So from the head, he says, the helmet of salvation. And that protects our head. My question is, what do you think about? Our thoughts are one of the biggest battlefields. Is that not true? That's, that's just a reality for every human being. Our thoughts could become a stronghold. And most people's lives are what they are because of the result of our thinking. Hence, the need for us to be transformed in our thinking to be Christ-like in every area. And as his truth shines on us, he helps us to see things. The breastplate of righteousness is the next one. So from head to toe, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, I believe he's talking about live in the grace of God. Constantly think your life through the finished work of God, of Christ. That you are saved, not by your own strength. And in the breastplate of righteousness, I, I would say it, you can say it's about what do you really believe. Because what you really believe comes out of how you live. So if I'm living a certain way, it's a product of what I actually really believe. And because believing is a process, I can, I can believe some, I may not fully believe something today, but by the grace of God, I will be able to grasp it tomorrow. So whatever truth God reveals in his word, if I've not fully grasped it, I could be vulnerable in that area. But he shields us with the breastplate of his righteousness. He says, it's your clothing, my righteousness, not in your, not in your own righteousness. So my right, I, I live my life and you and I are called to live our lives centered on the fact that our righteousness flows from the finished work of Christ. It's not by our works. But I also say, it's important to know what you believe. So ask somebody, what do you really believe? 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 Because if I don't really believe that God truly, truly, really loves me unconditionally, then my identity would be in something, would be in what I do rather than who I become in Christ. Am I making sense to you? It's important that we're shielded with a breastplate of righteousness. Then he talks about the belt of truth. There are many interpretations to that, but what I, what I would say today is I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to live, he wants us to live honest lives. Because where there is 
dishonesty, where we are not transparent, where we are not honest, where we don't have integrity, we can be vulnerable. The belt of truth also, I believe, stands on God's word, living out the truth of his word. So what I think, what I believe, how I live it out. Then he talks about the shoes, fitted with the readiness, fitted with the, with the, with the, go, the readiness for the gospel of peace. This talks about being missional, but I also believe it says something else. It talks about my willingness and your willingness. Sorry, if, if we have a disagreement, if my feet are shod already, I'm, I'm wearing the shoes to the gospel of, feet and, of peace, and my feet are already clothed, I've got them on already, it means I'm always willing to make peace. Offense, I have found, is one of the greatest ways we have been vulnerable as a church community. Is that not true? Offense. Offense. And so, when Paul was writing, he talks about the schemes of the devil. Then he talks about an evil day. They are not the same. The schemes of the devil, my understanding would be our everyday challenges. He's constantly strategizing, constantly strategizing to pull us away from God's truth, to affect us in our thoughts, what we believe, how we live, affecting our relationships, our missional commitment. But there's also an evil day. I remember some, some years ago, I was praying with some friends. And in that meeting, a brother appeared. I, I'd never met him before. He just prophesied to me. He said, the Lord said, I should say to you, in a few months' time, something is going to really hit you. So be on your guard. But if you pass the test, God will promote you. But if you don't, you have to sit that exam again. And it could destroy your life. I thought, wow, what a prophetic word. Thank you, brother. So I, I got into prayer and fasting, whatever this is, in the name of Jesus. I forgot about it. Three months, four months, five months, six months, and one day. <laughs> Have you ever had those days that it's like all hell has broken loose? I, am, I, am I preaching to myself? Or, or to, yes. That's an evil day. A church can have that. It's like, wow, this hit us on our blind side. Where did this come from? It's like problem, problem, problem. People are falling out. People are sick. There's confusion. There's unforgiveness. People are bickering. People are leaving. People are gossiping. You think, Lord, the worship doesn't quite seem... I know, Burlington, you've always got it right. But for us, <laughs> sometimes it's a challenge. Am I, am I making sense to anybody? Your home life. Currently, you're just dealing with some situations. A couple, it's like peace. Well sort of peace and then all of a sudden from their blind side bang massive argument the police on the door think wow where did that come from it's an evil day am i talking to anybody here that's an evil day you get a health report and wow something hits you, you say lord am i going to he puts it he says put on the full armor so that you can stand against the schemes. So always hold your ground. Be alert. Be vigilant. But with the evil day, he puts it quite differently. Because it has the potential to knock you out. Remain standing. The Bible does acknowledge that we do sometimes face some challenges that have potential to knock us out. And some people started the journey in BBC. But they've been knocked out. 
Some have been tripped because of the schemes of the enemy. But some have been actually taken out. And that's the that's a strategy. But be confident in the Lord because we have the capacity to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. However, remain closed from head to toe. Am I talking to anybody in this place? So what did I say about the head? What you think. The heart, what you believe. The truth, how you live. And this one, keep your relationships right. That's a simpler version. What you think, what you believe, how you live, and watch your relationships. Keep your heart at peace. Every time you realize there's something, there's no peace about something. You don't have, that is an area of vulnerability. It means there's something not quite right. It's like pain in the body tells you something is wrong. Pain is a, it's a, it's, it's a signal. Something is not right. Lack of peace is a sign. Something is not quite together. He said, Holy Spirit, what is going on? Show me. Show me. Show me, Lord. And I know the Holy Spirit is so truthful. He will show us. He'll just say to you, maybe it's that, it's that person. You've got to go back and say sorry. The way you behave was wrong. You lost your peace there. Or you just sense you've got to pray. You've got to pray into a situation that you don't even fully understand. And he says the shield of faith. Praise God. And we can hold back. Hold back. Now, as my faith walk grows, I can hold back. I can hold back the, the, the arrows of the enemy that are coming at my mind, coming at my heart, coming at my truth level. How I live and coming up my, against my peace. Shield of faith. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you that I can ward it off. By your grace, my mind can stay alert in Christ. My heart can be free and live out of the righteousness of Christ. And I can live honestly before you. And I can live in peace and be missional as well. And he says, take the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. They're all connected. None of them is, up, not, none of them is separate from the other. They're all t- together. The Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And then closely attached to that, he says, and pray in the Spirit always. I like that. Pray in the Spirit always. Then he, he, he breaks it down and says, and pray with all kinds of prayer. Somebody say all kinds of prayer. That's interesting. Sorry. It, sh- it tells me that there are different types of prayer. And as we grow, open yourself up to mature in your prayer walk. You can pray quietly, you can pray meditatively, you can pray conversationally, but you could also pray where you declare the truth of God's word. That is, that is not asking, you just speak life into a situation. You say, in the name of Jesus, change! I command life. That's different. You can say in the name of Jesus, I command every work of the enemy in Jesus' name be stopped. That's different. But you can also, Father, today I'm going to shopping. What would you like me to buy? That's okay. Father, thank you for the food we are going to eat. That's also okay. But there are different kinds of prayer. There's praying in tongues, praying with your understanding, singing, worshipping. My, my desire is, Lord, I want to grow. That I will not be vulnerable in any area of my walk. And I encourage you, Burlington. I believe the Holy Spirit is encouraging all of us. It's time to grow. And to be open to what the Spirit is doing. That there are different kinds of prayer. Because through prayer, we actually apply almost everything from head to toe. 
Because through your prayer, beginning to say, Lord, I thank you that I have the helmet of salvation. I have the mind of Christ. I choose to think the thoughts of God. I, I recognize, you know, if you, if, you, if, if you were to walk very closely with me, you will hear me say from time to time, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over that thought. Because a thought has come to my mind. Maybe a thought that makes me feel more important than my brother. And before I allow it to sink in my heart, I say in the name... Am I talking to anybody in this place? Can you relate to what I'm talking about? You just feel you're better than somebody. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says, that's an evil thought. You say, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over that thought. A thought of jealousy. A thought of... I know it doesn't happen in BBC, but let me just preach anyway. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying, beloved? You think something straight away. The Holy Spirit alerts you. That's wrong. That's wrong. If you allow it, it will become what you believe. Very important. Take authority over it whilst it's in your mind. Rebuke it so it doesn't sink and then becomes part of your belief system. Think you're better than somebody or whatever else. Or you're you're less than somebody. There are many who think less of themselves. They're saved, cleansed, but still repenting of sins from 30 years ago. Come on. You're free. But if you don't know you're free, you act like a prisoner. Am I making sense to anybody? And if you think as a prisoner, you're vulnerable. No amount of prayer for you would help you until you change your way you think that I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm now a child of God. I'm forgiven, I'm cleansed, and I have capacity to love like Christ. And I'm growing. This is what I like about the Word of God. It doesn't, we're not finished. We're all a work in progress. And the Lord is on our case. I've got about five minutes left or so. Are you, are you getting anything out of this? Thank you. So, head, what I think, my heart, what I believe, my waist, how I live, and how I relate to people. Peace, truth, righteousness, salvation, the shield of faith. It's, thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. Because we would not be able to do this without his grace. But his grace is already available. That's why he says, be strong. Be strong. It means you can. Somebody say, I can be strong. Uh, say it with me. Say it with some confidence. I can be strong. I can't can really hear you this morning. I can be strong. I can be. Let's say plurally. We can be strong. Come on, BBC. You can be strong. You can be strong. You can be strong. You can. You have capacity to be strong as a people. You have what it takes to stand. Amen. You have what it takes to stand as a community of believers. We have what it takes in Christ as a people that we can stand. That no matter what the enemy throws against us, even if we slip, if we trip, oh, by the grace of God, if the righteous fall seven times, they will rise up again because of the grace of God to sustain us. And he hits us in our thoughts. Like we, we know that. We have thoughts. Even as I'm speaking now, a thought might have occurred to you. You might have just said in the name of Jesus, I command that thought to leave. I, I have it all the time. I, I know you're a righteous man, but I, I'm sure you struggle just like me. You can, you, you can actually be singing a worship song and your mind is on something else. Is that not true? Even worse, you can be leading the song and your mind on something else. (laughs) I was about to say that. (laughs) You can be preaching 
Oh, God help us. <laughs> but that is the reality. But praise be to God. He has given, what, given us what it takes. So let's remind ourselves. We have what it takes to be confident in the Lord. He's saying to us, you can be strong. Don't walk about with a victim mentality. So no, I can't be strong in the Lord. I have the capacity to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I do. I do. Lord, I thank you. I do have the capacity to be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. I thank you, Lord. And I'm not devil conscious. I'm Christ conscious, not devil conscious. It's just a reality that we have conflict. Are you with me? We're not devil conscious. In fact, every aspect of the clothing is Christ. So when people look at you, they just see Christ. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, it's full of Christ. So we're not devil conscious. No, no, no. no. Spiritual warfare is not about being devil conscious. It's about being Christ victory conscious. But we don't deny the reality that there is conflict. If we deny it, we do it to our own peril. We don't deny it at all. Churches face conflict. I'm sure, Burlington, you've had some days that you felt it's like an evil day. It's like, wow. We've got to up the prayer here. We've got to up the forgiveness. But every day we're dealing with the schemes of the enemy. Every day. It's an, on morning, afternoon, night. The schemes, they're around us all the time. Deception, anxiety, worry, fear, anger, bitterness, whatever else. That's what he tells us. Because of that, clothe yourself. Listen to what he says in Colossians. Colossians, Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verse 12 to 17, as I start to round up. Colossians 3, he says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, members of BBC, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves. Clothe yourselves. The title of the message, I forgot to give it, is what are you wearing? Clothe yourselves. Clothe yourself. Clothe yourself with compassion. Clothe yourself with kindness. Humility gentleness and patience bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another forgive as the lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity and let the peace of christ do you see how they all fit together let the peace of christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful let the word of christ dwell richly in your mouth he says as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart to god and whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord giving thanks to god the father through him. What a beautiful passage. Very real. Clothe yourselves with Christ. Clothe yourselves with Christ. When you look yourself in the mirror, say, I look good today. Praise God. I'm clothed in Christ. I can see myself through the reflection there. I look good today. I look good. I look good. I look, I look, I look, like, I look, I look like I'm in Christ. Not in myself. You know, when you walk out of your house and, you're, you're, you know, you're, and you think in your own righteousness, you just set yourself up for a massive failure. But you look at the mirror and say, thank you, Lord. I'm clothing your righteousness from my head to my toes. It's not a finished work, but I'm working on it. I praise God. I have a start. It's a good place to start. 
Tony, you look good. <laughs> Paul, you look great. Look in the mirror. What do you see? On a serious note, it could be that you're not wearing your hat. It could be that you left the house and you forgot your jacket. It could be you actually took your shoes off and you forgot. When the jacket is off, it means you're exposed. You walk out in the cold, you catch a cold. So, Lord, heal me. He says, just wear a coat. <laughs> Am I making sense? Yeah. If I walk out like this, say, you'll be praying for me. I'm sure you'll be telling me, dress warm. I'm not going to walk out on a cold day in slippers. Some people do. Bless them. Are you wearing the right shoes? How's your life? Now, I believe that we must be honest. You know, when you're struggling, just say it as it is. Lord, I'm struggling today. I need help. And even better, if you can find a friend that agrees with you, say, pray for me. I'm not in a great place. That's living from truth. Don't pretend. Don't pretend. Don't pretend to be what you're not. You just set yourself up to be vulnerable as I round up. I pray today that any relationships that require healing, that the Spirit of God will breathe His life, His love, and His grace. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just bow our heads, please. Confidence in Christ, the conditions to be fully clothed, an awareness of the conflict, but a preparedness to always be fully clothed in what he has already provided. So from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I'd like us to pray. So Lord, I thank you that I have the capacity to think like Christ. I have the capacity that my, what I live my life from a true, that, uh, from a correct pl- belief system, a true place of believing your truth. And thank you for the grace that I can live this out, even if I struggle sometimes, and the grace to keep peace and to be missional for your kingdom. I thank you for the protection of the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, and the ability to use my tongue to pray. All kinds of prayer. The sevenfold clothing. Do you mind if we stand, please? What is your thought like, Black? Are there any strongholds in the way you think? There might be. Holy Spirit, just pray for revelation. You can just play something gentle, thank you. Just pray for some insight. You may be here, you might be struggling to accept the the love of God for yourself. The Holy Spirit will say to you, live out of a place of true identity. You're clothed in His righteousness. And you have the grace to walk it out and to work it out. Do you mind if we just lift up our hands to him? I want you to just thank him that he's, he's made the full clothing available. From the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet, even the shield to cover us back and front. Let's give him thanks for his provision so that we can be strong and stand. Strong and stand. That no matter the schemes of the enemy, yes, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we come against every strategy of the enemy now. I pray every scheme of the enemy will be exposed. You will see it for what it is. 
In the name of Jesus, that somebody, you're battling with something. I pray that you will see it for what it is. The Lord will open your eyes to see it. You take the, the level, the conflict is not human. Address it for what it is. You can see it on another level. And in the name of Jesus, you stand in who you are in Christ. Your authority. And you say, in Jesus' name, peace be still. We command peace to every storm in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that there will be true, true, true healing of any relationships that need, need the touch of God. Peace. We speak your shalom, your peace. Your shalom, your peace. Your shalom, your peace. To every part of our human relationships. In church, at home wherever we find ourselves. Thank you for the gift of prayer. Let's give him thanks as, we, as I round up. Let's give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace that is so rich. Thank you that your grace is sufficient. Thank you for the shield of faith. Thank you for the ability to use your word and to pray all kinds of prayer. Lord, help us to grow in prayer. Help me, Lord. Help me. I want to grow in prayer. Help me. Help BBC in the name of Jesus. That this year they will, they will up their game. That they will grow in this area in Jesus' name. And, and just walk in a greater, a deeper place in Christ. God bless you.